CapsCorner.com, your source for your sports. Brought to you all football season by the good folks at Thorium Wealth. You can check them out online, ThoriumWealth.com. Uh, I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, August the 21st, and it is finally time for arguably our favorite podcast of the year, uh, the one where we, uh, we either, I mean, I think there have been varying degrees of foolish but typically, we, we look pretty foolish in this here prediction podcast. We're going to go game by game through the schedule, uh, give you our picks, give you our scores. And we're also adding a new wrinkle um, this year where we're going to give you the percentage chance that we think that game is a win. Uh, and we will, we will dig into that further as we go along. Um, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody up in Fishersville. David Spence is on the show. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I think my picks have been more foolish than not. But still not as foolish as the nickname Milk. Who days on the board at Who days on Twitter? <laughs> okay, and up in uh, Reston, staff writer Justin Ferber also on the program. How are you, my friend? Good. I must have missed that one. Yeah. Was, um, we'll explain. Doesn't. It, yeah. Whatever. I do want to address something really quickly. Oh. Um. Yeah. So at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter, the ACC Network launches on Thursday. If you do not have it, if you don't have, if you have comcast you don't have it if you have dish network you don't have it right what you can do is you can call your cable company or whatever you want to do um but the launch date is tomorrow but that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 network isn't going to get it at all the first game isn't for another week um in the meantime you can look into some streaming options which are cancel much easier to cancel than cable in the meantime like youtube tv has it hulu has it um do that if, if you're confused, because I, I get a lot of people asking me, like, is it on this? What channel is it on this? When is it launching? All this stuff. You'll have to deal with your company specifically, you know, if you don't have it. But odds are eventually they'll get it. In the meantime, if you really want to watch UVA's first three games, go get YouTube TV or whatever or go to a bar because a lot of them will have it. Um, like, you'll be you'll be fine. Don't don't freak out about it. It'll work itself out. Or we can go to Justin's. Yes, I have it. <laughs> Brad has it as well. That's true. Brad does have it. They're actually running like B roll right now on yeah. the on the network, which is funny. Well, I tried to uh, add it to my favorite. Right, Cavs underscore corner on Twitter, great place for the in game updates, content items, and occasionally when people are fretting about not getting the ACC network, I troll them. Um, it's it's all in good fun. Um, I, I tried to add it to the favorites because I have like a favorites. Lo- so that's basically favorites is how I find the red zone channel because I always forget what number it is on FiOS. Um, well, now it's right next to the exactly. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> you were like, "Yeah, it kind of sucks that they're not uh, in the main with you know all the other uh, sports programs." I'm like, dude, you're right next to Red Zone. That's my whole weekend. What's up? Um, all right, I I I don't want to go too long on this rant, but I have been thinking about this and wanted to put it on Twitter, and then did not want people to mention, so I'm going to say it on the podcast because you know we're, we're the only people not we're not the only people to listen to it, but whatever. It just feels more of a, like a safe space. Okay, if the ACC network matters to you and you're in your current company isn't carrying it like there has never been a time more suited for you to do whatever you got to do than now right i'm from a small town back in the day like you were you had literally one cable option right now there are multiple satellite options there are streaming options like you can get the acc network go do that and i'm sorry but like going and and like blasting them on twitter not gonna help like just Go get go go find somebody who who carries it and, and get that service and drop the other people like that's literally the only way that 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 these things are, are going to um, yeah work themselves out like and I understand people are frustrated if I didn't have FiOS I'd be very upset but you know what 
or let me rephrase. If Fios didn't have the ACC network, I'd be frustrated. But you know what? I wouldn't have Fios anymore. I'd have something else because it's kind of important part of my, my business, obviously, for me to have the channel where the games are on. I'm just saying, like, if you hear my voice and you have Comcast or Cox or whatever, and they don't care, and you don't think they're going to care, drop them. Like, it's 2019. Like, it's fine. Like, I know there's some early termination fees and stuff, but you know what? Stick, stiff them. Who cares? Do what you got to do. Get the network. It's fine. For, listen to Ferber. And I think well, also, also, like I said, I mean, if for some reason that's not possible, like like you said, some people do still live in areas where, like, you only can get, you know. When I, I lived in Radford, right? you could only get, you could only get what is now known as Chantel. It was called something Oh, yeah. Before. But they added. But it now, I mean, you could also get like Directv, I guess. But that was your only cable option. If you're in that sort of situation, or if it's going to be super cost prohibitive to cancel, just get YouTube TV for like a month, and then you can cancel it. If if that network gets the ACC, if that cable provider ends up getting the the network like next week or something. But like Brad said, I mean, if they're not going to get it at all, then then either make a move or make plans to go watch it somewhere else. I guess. Right. Or pro tip, if you're like me and only have Comcast as a internet provider of decent speed around you, and yeah. your cable is tied to them. Yeah, that's the thing for a lot of people too. Is like the bun- the bundling of cable yeah. and internet makes it harder. But do what do what I what I did and and call and tell them you're canceling because you're moving to somewhere else that has it, and they give you a nice little rate bump. You know, get your rate reduced, keep it until they figure it out. Um, win win for everyone. Um, let's get started on this whole prediction thing. Um, Virginia obviously going into the season in a, in a pretty good spot coming off of last year and open the season though in Pittsburgh, which, you know, Panthers haven't exactly been Virginia's, uh, cup of tea in this year's sport, uh, a season ago, Virginia obviously lost to Pitt uh, on ESPN two on a Friday night, um, 23, 13, um, one of the weirdest kind of weatherish games, right? Cause that thing was, there was a deluge and all that fun stuff. But this is a very different pit team. I, I guess I want to start this discussion around uh, Weaver, his injury, and what that means for them. Because I be I gotta be honest, like when I'm looking at a team in the preseason, an injury like that, right out of, for a game in the opener, I, I'm I think that has a much bigger impact than it would be if they were playing in like week six, right? Um, I'm not gonna tell you that I'm only picking UVA to win this game because that dude is hurt, but it didn't hurt uh, me, my chances of picking them. Um, how do you guys feel like that injury impacted your 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 pick in this game? And let's let's go around and, and start talking about uh, the ACC opener slash season opener. Dave, we'll start with you. Well, yeah, no fluff to start the season, huh? Um, I mean, the Weaver in- injury certainly I mean, it weighs on my decision, but you know, Pitt is what Pitt is, and they're going to be a physical team that tries to tries to win at the line of scrimmage on you know both sides of the ball. Um, I was a little more focused on the offensive side. You know, they lost Hall and Olison, who represented 74% of their total rushing yards last year, and they're both gone. Um, and, you know, they bring back Pickett and Maurice French, you know. So, you know, and Pickett, Pickett's more of a game manager guy. So, you know, my initial thought was, you know, maybe, maybe Pitt leans on Pickett while they kind of get the running game going. And then I started digging into – you know, some of this we'll talk about next week on the preview, but um, how many games do you think Pitt passed the ball more than they rushed it last year, given that they got blown out a couple of times? 
Well, I know the answer, so uh, you know. The I, I don't know the what answer. do you think, Brad? I have no. Clue. The answer is zero. They did not run. They did not have a single game they passed more than they ran. They had one where they were thirty thirty, um, but even in games they lost, like to Clemson, it was grossly like sixteen passes to forty two runs. So they are who they are. They're going to try to run the ball. Um, so I was a little more focused on that than the Weaver injury. Um, but I mean, certainly a team who relies on dominance in the trenches, having one of arguably your best piece on the defensive side gone um, and your first real hitting action, you know, real contact playing someone that's not wearing the same uniform as you. Um, that, that, that's going to affect how they are. So now they've got two pieces, you know, now they've got the defensive line, not what it could have been and a, a running game slash offensive line that maybe not is what it was a year before. So that's, that's a lot of turmoil they're, they're dealing with. Uh, we're making predictions yet. We're going to let uh, Justin let, talk. Let, a yeah, let's bit. talk. Let's let's let that Ferber chime in for a second, okay. and we'll go back to it. Yeah, um, I, I think what Dave said is true. I mean, the fact that they have, I mean, a big part of their dominance against UVA in the last few years has been winning up front on both sides of the ball. Um, they do that against a lot of teams too. It's not just UVA, but obviously he was a a piece of stability on a unit that's losing quite a few people, um, especially at linebacker. I think they replaced all of them um, from last year, but. Yeah, I mean, that guy specifically, Rashad Weaver, had a huge game against UVA last year. I don't know if that, you know, meant anything for this year's meeting, but he did. He was, like, all over the place in that game. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's a factor, but it, it didn't really change my pick much. Um, like Dave said, I, I think that Pitt is interesting because, you know, they won the Coastal. They went 6-2 and two in the league. They had an identity. They've had an identity for a while now as kind of a run-first team that runs some play-action stuff. And, you know, they have some talent across the board. A lot of I always feel like they have an old team. Like they always have a lot of guys that have been around for a long time, especially on the lines. And that's not necessarily the case this year. Uh, I agree with what Dave said. I think Pickett is pretty much a a game manager, or at least that's what we've seen so far, because I've never seen him really like take it to another team uh, at this point. So, you know, I think that actually the receiver is probably one of their most talented groups. Because besides French, they still they have Taysier Mack, who's pretty good, and um, what's his name? The guy UVA recruited, Shockey Jock Louis or whatever, um, and Valique Carter, who they used kind of sparingly last year. Um, obviously, breaking in new running backs, but they usually have a uh, you know find a way to find a guy at that position. So I don't necessarily think that that means they're not going to be able to run the ball, but it is hard to replace two guys that ran for a thousand yards on the same team. Um, so I think that. Pitt's goal in this game, depending on weather and a few other things, will probably be to make it ugly and, and keep it low scoring um, and, and try to, you know, when they get a good drive, score touchdowns, when they get a good play action pass, get a big gain, you know, and kind of try to hold down UVA's offense. Um, not unlike how last year's game went, but maybe a little bit less skewed towards the run. Uh, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and, there's a formula that they've had that's been successful against UVA, and I think that they're going to probably try to stick close to that, even though they are changing so much personnel, including their offensive coordinator. Let's see. UVA goes into this thing 3-8 and eight all time against Pitt. Um, they rushed for a season-low 44 yards in this game and also committed a season-high 10 penalties for 80 yards in this loss. Um, yeah, that was one thing I wanted to hit on because they like, – you remember before that game, Brad, you were there. I mean, it was the point down rain game, but Pitt kind of – like there was like a little scuffle before the game. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it felt like UVA came out way too jacked up to play, and they committed like a bunch of personal fouls. Yeah, um, and that it just got away from them, and they were just they you know they weren't assignment sound. True. Uh, I'm going to go with UVA in this game, um, in large part because I don't think out of the gate when you're trying to replace the running backs that that Pitt's got to replace, and I also think that loss on the defensive side is is significant. I, I just think that. That openers can be tricky, and Bronco talked a little bit about this, right? You never really know what you got till you play. Um, I kind of, I, I just think UVA has the better team, and in a game like this, maybe later in the year, the better team doesn't always win because you know there are lots of things that can go wrong for you. You, you know, you can have a guy who who misses the game because he got a targeting penalty from the game before or whatever. But this is not that, and I just feel like even on the road, um, I almost think that the best thing that could happen for UVA was to play against a team from the coastal out of the gate that they that even with the expectations and everything on the outside that would force them to focus and I think all of the stuff that you worry about with season openers are, are this is just different so uh, I'm taking UVA 23 to 13 um, in a strange little twist I didn't even realize that was last uh, last year's score until I um, wrote it down and I'm going to give the Cavaliers a 75 percent chance of, of winning the game I just kind of feel like they uh, I, I think what's more likely that they fall to three and nine all time against Pitt and, you know, make the mistakes they made. I mean, think about it like this. They, they had to make those mistakes last year against a team that was better than this Pitt team's going to be. Um, I just feel like UVA gets it done. What do you think? Uh, let's go to you, Dave. Yeah, I mean, this one, I'll be honest, this was the second hardest game of the entire season for me to pick. Um, Gracious. And a lot of, a lot of that has to do with the fact that, um, you know, pitch replacing a lot on, and what they do best, and Virginia's replacing a lot. You know, in the running game as well. Um, and it's an early, you know, early in the year game. So, in a game I think is going to be tight. The fact that it's the first game, um, and you've got, I think, the thing none of us have mentioned is you've got two teams in Virginia and Pitt who have dynamic returners in the special teams game. Um, and it may come down to a mistake in special teams by one team or the other or, or a great return by French or, or, or Reed um, that separates it. So that can be a little tricky. Like, I, I, do think, I do like Virginia's team going into the game, but the fact that the Pitt has some guys who can make, make mistakes into big plays, especially in special teams, which tends to be the, the area of the game that's most, um, most shaky the first game of the year, um, that, that gives me some pause, but I'm going to lean on the fact that we've got the better quarterback, um, you know, a very good quarterback, and, and hope Joe Reed's the one who makes the, you know, makes the big play in the special team. So I've got Virginia winning 27 to 20. I would give this one like a 60% confidence rate um, just because of that special teams factor. All right, Ferber, what you got? Yeah, uh, I kind of feel the same way. I think that. I think that this is a game that's going to be pretty in the balance most of the way. I think it's going to be maybe a frustrating game in some ways because I think UVA fans are going to be coming in with high expectations for the offense and the team in general. And I think that the way that Pitt tries to attack you on both sides of the ball, I think that it lends itself to being kind of a sloppy game with a lot of punts maybe in the first half. Um, like Dave said, maybe a mistake or two. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to the things that UVA struggles with sometimes or has struggled with in the past. Um, I think they're going to need to execute well in the red zone, and I think they're going to need to execute well in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, and if you look at, you know, how they did last year, they struggled in the red zone a lot. And then, you know, in a lot of those close games, they led at some point, either in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, lost the lead and weren't able to come back. So I think this is the type of game that could come down to how the two teams execute in the last 15 minutes of the game. Um, I think it'll be a low scoring, close game, probably decided by a few possessions here and there. And probably I'm going to say whoever wins the turnover battle wins this game. Um, I'm going to go UVA 24, pit 19, and I'd say it's like a 55% chance. Honestly, if you look at the two teams on paper, I would probably say if this was UVA playing, you know, an out like a, a team from outside the league with the same sort of, you know, issues or, or question marks, I might be a little bit more confident. But the fact that Pitt has had UVA's number and seems to have a recipe for beating them or at least making them play a way that they don't want to play. I think that that kind of gave me a little bit more pause when I was going through this one. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, second game of the season, the uh, home opener on a Friday night, which is Dave is very excited to tailgate on a Friday night. Just ask him sometime. Don't ask him now because the rest of the podcast will be him venting about it. Um, William & Mary comes to town. The Mike London um, makes his Ali-like return to, the, uh, to Scott Stadium. Um, I'm not really sure that we need to spend a whole lot of time on this because I think the Tribe are not going to be very good. Um, other than to say that it's going to be very weird that whole week, um, regardless of what happens in Pittsburgh uh, on August 31st, it's going to be very weird that whole week. The number of stories that um, that folks are going to try to create around the the return of Mike London and everything is going to be <sighs> significant. Let's just say it like that. Um, I've always look. I, I love I love Mike as a person. Um, he was very gracious to me. Um, when he was the coach, I, I wish him gracious will, but stop. Um, but it, I, I just don't think, uh, I don't think that team's going to be very good. And I think Virginia's going to roll them. Uh, so I'm going to go straight to the picks because I don't think we need to dilly dally on something like this. Uh, give me the Cavaliers 55 to, uh, 13. Um, which I guess at this point in the year, Virginia's defense averaging 13, uh, points allowed. Uh, I got this one as a 95% chance of a victory. Uh, Dave, uh, give me some thoughts and then give me your pick. Well, my first thought is you, you messed up your prop bet because you picked ODU to score 50 as your highest output. You think I didn't take that stuff into consideration when I made my picks? Well, honestly, after I made my picks, I went back and looked to make I'm sure. I'm glad I you guys did because I had I, if you had not mentioned that, that would not, I would never have thought that's about called, it. That, he's hedging because now it's like he can get one or the other. Yeah, he's going to win either way. Yeah, um, I'm not sure who... William Mary's playing for, um, so I'm going to go Virginia <laughs> oh, well, fifty-two oh, to seventeen. So mean. Would you say fifty-two? Yeah, fifty-two to seventeen. But I'll but I'll give Virginia a ninety-five, ninety-nine point two percent. Ninety-nine point two. You know, some UVA fans just heard that. Last year, there weren't a lot of guys who got to play the following week after that game. So that's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a little bit of slack. All right, Ferb, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That joke got me. Um, so I, I looked this up. Uh, Mike London will be the a coach bringing a third team to Scott Stadium, a third or coaching a third different team at Scott Stadium. I tried to find somebody else who did it, and I, Lou Holtz did it. So Lou Holtz and Mike London, simpatico. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about as far as like a win loss. I think William Mary's kind of interesting because. You know, I think they're going to be pretty bad. They were picked near the bottom in their conference, but they're going from like the most boring offense on earth 
which was just like very old school pro style. I mean, UVA played them. You guys saw it. Um, to now they're going to be running like this air raid sort of attack, the go-go offense, as they call it. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think that lends itself more to them being worse this year because there's going to be so many growing pains and, and bad personnel fits, kind of like Georgia Tech switching from the option. Um, but maybe they can get something going down there. And uh, I think that program needs kind of a, uh, an infusion of talent, and, and maybe Mike can do that. But I'm going to go 45-10 UVA in a game that's not really close um, throughout, and uh, I would say 99% chance to win. All right, wait, say that again. My pen decided not to work. 45 to 10 uh-huh. in favor of the University of Virginia. Got it. Yeah, I got that part. 99% chance. I like how I only gave them a nine. I, I, I have them winning 55 13, and I have them with a 95% chance. That's an interesting little uh, wrinkle. All right. Um, so after William and Mary, Virginia, arguably the biggest game at home all season, if you listen to Twitter, um, because if they lose in Pittsburgh, nobody's going to show up. Um, not that we're going to get onto that tangent. Um, Florida State comes to town on uh, September the 14th in a game that will be, uh, as with the other uh, two games that we've discussed but not mentioned, on the ACC Network, the aforementioned mothership. Um, look, I I have no idea what to make of what's going on in Tallahassee right now. I, when, when that job opened up, I thought Willie Taggart was the clear best option for them, and I thought it was a great fit. And then everything that happened thereafter, I can't tell if it's Jimbo or if Willie is just really in over his head. Um, now, that being said, he, he's had some success, so I, I don't want to count him out. I'm not saying he's going to get like fired you know, tomorrow. But I do think that out of the gate, are they going to be – are they going to be as, as – you know, I like to, to use the phrase that Virginia is a program right now that has its stuff together, right? Like they know who they are. Guys are in, brought into the system. They've, there's a culture. You know, there, there's experience. There's succession. It's, you know, they know who they are. Can you say the same thing about Florida State? I, I, I don't think that this is going to be an easy game for Virginia to win, but it will be one of the higher percentage chances for me just because I, I just can't see Virginia losing the game. Ferber, when you started looking at this one, what was your general sort of vibe? Um, did, are you, do you have any clue, like, what to expect from Florida State? And if not – if so, why? And if not, why? Well, Dave, uh, we'll let him chime in when it's his turn, but he said sneaky good. Um, but Well, that's why I, I ignored think, him right now because they're not going to be sneaky. Yeah, I think it's possible that they – I think they're going to improve no matter what uh, from last year. I think last year uh, – I honestly think you could probably ask Willie Taggart. I think he was probably surprised at how bad they were. And, right. I mean, they started out the season – with pretty high expectations. I don't think there was any, uh, you know, talk about them like challenging Clemson or anything in year one, but I mean, they opened the season against tech last year in that big Monday night game and got smoked by what turned out to be a pretty average tech team. Um, but, and then they almost lost to Samford. Uh, like, you know, it just, it was a rough go and, and, and they kind of were lucky to win some of the games that they did. If you go back and look at how they did it, but it seemed like they kind of got things a little bit on track as things went along. they, my thing with Florida State is I think it's going to take a little bit more time, but I think they'll figure it out. They have a huge glaring weakness right now on the offensive line. But other than that, there's talent. Um, even if the pieces are still kind of – the way I would look at them is kind of like a, a team that is talented but isn't quite there, and they can give you a lot of problems, but they're probably not going to do it week in and week out because the, the pieces just haven't aligned. I think you could maybe start to see some of that alignment this year, but I'm not exactly sure if it's going to translate to a big season for them. But I think 
maybe next year or the year after, I think they'll eventually turn the corner. And I'm not sure if they can get to where Clemson is now, but I think that they can get into a position where they're the, the team challenging, if that makes any sense. Um, and look something like the Florida State that we know from the years past. Right. Dave, I want you to chime in on this and then also give your pick. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, Florida State, uh, they have talent, right? I mean, but, but, but we all know if your offensive line isn't good, your offense isn't going to be isn't going to be good unless you've got some, you know, extraterrestrial quarterback. Um, and I, I think their line will be improved because obviously they've heard the same thing and they've seen the same thing. Um, but will it be improved at this point in the season? I don't know. Um, but look, you you can't. You can't deny the fact that Florida State has talent. Jimbo wasn't recruiting, tra- you know, terrible athletes at the end of his career, even though, you know, kind of disappeared there. And Taggart recruited pretty well, so they've got the pieces. So they're always going to be sneaky. Um, and then you've got the dynamics. So where are the teams? So, you know, we're all assuming Virginia's two and zero at this point. But if Virginia, some re- for some reason, man, some if Virginia loses to Pitt, then Virginia's going to have a lot more pressure on them in this game than Florida state will because for this will be Florida state's first conference game. They will have played Boise who they're favored over by like five and a half points right now. Um, so, you know, I think those things matter and there'll be some momentum going into the game for one team or the other. Uh, being at home is, is a huge advantage. It's going to be a night game. Look, I, I'm, I'm laying a lot of my season predictions on a pure belief in number three and, and the defense continuing to be as good as it can. Um, I think Bryce Perkins is, is, is probably the best quarterback we've seen in like, probably since Sean Moore in my lifespan. No offense to Matt Shaw or Marcus Higgins, but um, as far as, as far as what he can do for a team, and I'm a, I'm gonna look for him to put his Superman cape on. You know, it's it's gonna be a big game. You know, Virginia is one and one at this point with a loss in the ACC. He's gonna be even more motivated. Um, so yeah, I've got Virginia winning this thing. I, I just off, Florida State's offensive line was so bad last year. <laughs> like even if they're better, I, I think Virginia's defensive line and defense as a whole can create some looks. So you think about this guy, these guys that they're try, finally learning how to just block and be cohesive. Now you're going against a Virginia team with the front seven, you know, in rundowns that appears to have depth and talent that we haven't seen with Bronco, and we know he can be exotic. So you start adding exotic blitzes to run blitzes and everything else. I think it's going to be a little too much for Florida State. Um, I'm talking like it's a close game. We got Virginia winning at 28 to 13. What's your percentage chance again? I would go like 65 on this one too. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I think record going into the game is going to mean a lot. So I think that in for me, this game is more about like if if this game was in Tallahassee, maybe I feel a little bit differently. I wouldn't be as confident. I think that a younger team that is in the cusp of trying to, um, you know, to rebuild something, um, maybe they get a little bit more juice at home. I, I just don't know, man. I, I think for 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 this stage, again, if this game was week seven or eight, I probably would feel differently. Um, but I just, I bottom line is I think Virginia has the better team, so I'm going to take the Cavaliers to win this one, um, thirty-four to twenty-one, and I'm going to give them a. 80% chance of winning it. Mm-hmm. Ferber. Okay. Sound off. 
All right, so I'm going to do something that I have never done on here before. Oh, my God. Um, or I don't think I have. Um, gonna predict you know, a, are you going to predict a tie? No, oh. I don't think that's possible anymore. Uh, unless we have another lightning delay, God forbid. Um, <laughs> I don't want any part of that life again. But, no, um, you know, I was thinking about how I wanted to do this, and I have a kind of a UVA season in mind of how I think it's going to play out. Uh, I think they have – this season I think is a little bit harder to predict in some spots than others where – in previous years, I've, I felt like there were games that were should be wins, uh, probably not very many of those, and then there were games that they were going to either be underdogs or big underdogs in, and then you kind of had to try to pick your spots. But this season, I feel like there's kind of a weird mix of teams, and, and, the, and the way that they line up in terms of the order is just different, but especially with two ACC games so early in the season. Um, I, I'm giving UVA a 60% chance to win the game. Okay. Um, but I think this is just my thought process. Kind of, I'm not exactly sure on how things are going to play out, and maybe as the season goes on, I'll have a better understanding. But I kind of feel like they're going to split the pit Florida State stretch. Um, I don't know which one they'll win. Like I don't even know which one I think is more likely. It's just a feeling that I have based on where UVA is, the two games being early in the season, and the two opponents. One, a team that has played UVA really well and has a, a good plan, and they're at home. And then the other one, is one of the most talented teams that UVA is going to play against, but maybe doesn't have all the pieces put together. Um, I'm going to pick UVA to lose this game 27 to 24. Um, I think it's a game that Florida State has some big play guys at running back and wide receiver. They have a pretty good quarterback in James Blackman, one of the best that UVA is going to play all season probably. And if his offensive line can't block for him, he's going to look foolish. But if he can put a few big plays together, I think that's their recipe for success. Um, again, I'm not super confident in this result pick because I'm, I actually think it's a 60% chance that UVA wins the game. Um, but I think that they're going to split these first two ACC games. And, uh, and and at the end of the day, I mean, we'll see what the record is. But um, I think that that would be an okay result. Not the one that maybe everybody wants, but I think that that's a, an acceptable result as long as they don't look really bad in the loss. Uh, I look forward to you not being able to take a victory lap on that one. Um, all right. Old Dominion coming in the, the following uh, Saturday. Game time TBA, TV, TBA. Um, again, this is not – I don't think we need to get too far in the weeds on this one. Um, I guess with the caveat that nobody thought Old Dominion was going to go and beat Tech last year either, but um, obviously that happened. But as things continue to trickle out about that program and what was going on in those locker rooms, I don't know if I don't know if I believe all of the nonsense about that, but I do think that there were some some serious issues. I'm not sure that those issues necessarily drove the result, but they certainly drove a lot of the effort. That being said, I, I just I don't know. I, I can't see UVA losing this game regardless of what's happened in the first three. Um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm certainly gonna be picking Virginia to win, but I'm gonna give you guys a chance to um, to give your picks first because. We should have some variety in here. Uh, Ferber, let's start with you. How uh, yeah. how uh, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, I mean, ODU is another team that they're. I think they're at a talent deficit. I mean, they have they've they've brought in a lot of new guys, but I think I believe they have a new defensive coordinator. Um, they lost their quarterback. They do bring in Eric Kuma, who was you know a good pretty good player for Virginia Tech last year. Um, I think that they're going to be similar in in terms of being a defense that just gives up a ton of points in yards, but they'll be able to scratch out some points here and there. Um, I think this is a game that UVA should be, 
you know, win comfortably. Uh, I don't, ODU shouldn't be very good this year. So I'm going to go 56-24 win, uh, 90% chance. This isn't one that I'm particularly worried about, but it could be kind of like the Liberty game last year where it starts off pretty close because ODU gets some early points. And, you know, you, they, UVA kind of has to assert their like assert themselves like in the second half to pull away. Did you say 56 to what was that? 24. 24, okay. Yeah. All right, Dave, uh, what's your pick? Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to add. I mean, you know, ODU is going to try to pass the ball a lot. Um, they're going to be a little, you know, a little undermanned on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but they are coming off a bye, and Virginia will have played, you know, two very big games in three weeks. So, you know, this is, this is kind of the game where you could see Virginia coming out flat. Um, so, yeah, I've got Virginia winning. I've actually got it uh, 37 to 27. I, I think ODU will score. Maybe, you know, because I think didn't Liberty and Richmond both lead Virginia last year? Um, so I, yeah, I could Liberty, see, Liberty led like more than once. Like, yeah. They led it like several times. I mean, I, I could see a game similar to the Liberty game, um, especially just because of where it's sandwiched in, in the Virginia schedule. So I, I'll still give Virginia like a 90% chance of winning. <laughs> well, let's make a 95% chance of winning. But I think it'll be close, like thirty-seven to twenty-seven. All right, I've got Virginia winning it. Uh, when Ferber said fifty-six, I was like, "What?" I got Virginia winning fifty-six to ten. Give me ninety-five percent chance for that to happen, or for the for the Cavaliers to win it. I, I, my only thing, the only thing that gave me any sort of pause about the pick here is the fact that Notre Dame is the next week. I, I just think though, in terms of a trap game or anything like that, I think Virginia's staff has done a really nice job um, of keeping these kids focused. Um, I think they've they've done a really good job of of getting them all on the same page. I think when Ferber did the class evaluations um, a couple weeks ago, one thing that really stood out to me was this idea that you know a lot of the kids who are like the backbone of of this program are from the same class, um, and they've basically been through a lot of the same stuff. Um, and now you have a program that is more accustomed to winning than losing. Um, you know, generally speaking, um. And that's why I think they can. They have these games where they, the other team leads, but they still win. And they also have games where they, you know, they've they've still got some work to do. So I think they're they're still a program figuring some things out. But I think a game like this, I, I just don't expect them to lose. Um, all right, the next uh, the next game on the schedule. Um, I, did did Ferber say a few minutes ago he thought Florida State was gonna have was gonna be the most talented team Virginia was gonna play this season? One of the most. Talented. Okay, all right. Just make sure you didn't say the. Because I would yeah. have, I would have had to have uh, thrown you under the bus right now. September yeah, I 20- mean they have they, they have a veteran quarterback, so I think that they'll you know they got talent. September twenty eighth at Notre Dame, NBC will televise three thirty p.m. for the kick. Um, I got to be honest, I, this is the one game you guys were. I think it was Dave said that, that this that the the pit game was one of the two hardest to pick. This one was hard for me. Um, at this point in the season, I've got Virginia at four and zero. In this hypothetical world, the Cavaliers are riding high. It makes sense to them, to me, that they would lose this game. Um, Notre Dame, more talented, I, I think, more established, playing on the road. I, I just don't. I, it's not that I don't think the Cavaliers can win, as you'll see from my percentage. Um, I just, I just really struggled to come up with a scenario where Virginia won this. All things considered, uh, Dave, where did where did you come down on this one? And and give me give me sort of your your pick. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm going to pick Virginia to lose this game, but I'm going to tell you why I think maybe I'm wrong. Um, I've got, uh, you know, 
Notre Dame, they, they're returning in book, but they lose some pieces. And look, Notre Dame's talented, but they're not talented deep into their roster like an Alabama or a Clemson, right? They're a little top heavy. Um, they were 12 and 1 last year. And if you look, you know, Notre Dame's history has been to like pop up and then disappear, pop up and disappear. So maybe this is the year they disappear. Um, but I, I think the thing Virginia's got going in their favor for this game isn't just the matchup with Notre Dame. It's the fact that Notre Dame's traveling to Georgia the week before and then coming back to South Bend. So, um, I mean, I think we can, I don't think any of us think Notre Dame's going to go to Georgia and win. So they're going to be coming off a loss, which means they, you know, they're going to be a little different. Um, I still going to give Notre Dame the advantage because I mean, I think it's a big stage for Virginia at this point. I've got Virginia 4-0 and winning two really tough games. Um, you know, for September 28th, Virginia at this point has played two very physical opponents in Florida State and Pittsburgh. Um, so going on the road in Notre Dame, even me as the most optimistic Virginia fan, I have a hard time, you know, picking them to win this game. Uh, trust me, I, I might change my mind when we do that week, depending on how the season's going. But um, I'm going to pick Virginia to lose this one. 31 to 27 um notre dame to win virginia lose 31 to 27 but i'm gonna put my i'm gonna put virginia win percentage at like 40 percent, 45 percent. like i, I want to say it's oh, a straight pick a toss number. up pick a number i'm gonna go let's go 45 i'm gonna go to closer to 50 than 40 okay um but yeah i mean, I, I do think it's a game that maybe maybe i kind of passed off too quick um as i got into the research but yeah, it, it, it's a big stage, so I'll, I'll give the advantage to the team that plays on a big stage more often. For the record, I, I, I just realized that this whole percentage thing, we can really hedge, right? You can pick it, and then you can be like, well, at the same time, you know, like it really does kind of give us a, a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I got Notre Dame winning it 27-21. Um, would not be surprised at all to see Virginia win, which is why I put Virginia's win probability, the chance here at 49%, just because I think that there are just some things that stack up, but they're not insurmountable by any stretch. This is, they're not going to play, you know, the Monstars or anything. Uh, Ferber, where did you, where did you come down on this one? Yeah. Um, I agree with everything that's been said, uh, especially with regards to, I think, People see Notre Dame and they think like that's not a winnable game, especially since it's on the road. Um, I I agree with Dave. I don't. They're not at the same level roster wise as some of these other teams that are going to be near the top of the polls. Um, obviously, if Notre Dame loses to Georgia, I don't know if they're going to be a top ten team, especially if they get whooped. And that's like a big. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is that's like a big Saturday night uh, CBS game. So that'll be like a big game for them. Um, I don't know how that affects them. I think it does affect them in some way. If they win, they're going to be coming in riding high, which actually I think might help UVA a little bit. Um, if they lose, they could either come in a little wounded and beat up, or they could come in really hungry to get back on track. Um, I think the fact that it's on the road makes it a lot less likely that UVA wins just because it's going to be tough to go in there and do that. I honestly think that when I was going through the schedule and picking games, I think that there's going to be a game – Maybe two, but I think probably just one where UVA's offense just doesn't really put a game together. Um, they had at least two of those last year um, and then a really bad half at Virginia Tech. Um, 
So I think that this this is a game where Notre Dame's defense, I'm a little bit more concerned about how UVA's offense matches up with their defense than other way around. Uh, I think it's a game kind of like the NC State game last year where UVA's in it for a little while and then Notre Dame kind of gets a couple scores ahead and UVA just kind of tries to stay in the game, but it, it, it's hard to kind of get within a score. Um, I'm going to say 31-14 Notre Dame, and I give UVA a 25% chance to win. You know, the NC State game, I was actually thinking that too. It, it, you know, that kind of thing where it's like, it's, yeah. it's close-ish, but not. And then It feels like they're kind of holding not really Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, teams are teams going to take a break um, that weekend, and we're going to do the, uh, the same thing too. Cast Corner Podcast is brought to you tonight by the good folks over at Second String Sports. Have you guys ever heard of this place? I don't know. Anybody ever heard of Second String Sports? Um, <laughs> just, I should not have invited that. Um, Second Street Sports is all about offering you new and quality used sports equipment. So if you play baseball or softball, football or soccer, Second String has the gear that you need. The newest bats and gloves and gear from DeMarini, Louisville Slugger, Easton, Rawlings, Wilson, Evo Shield, they're all on the shelves today and they can go home with you whenever you're uh, ready to, to swing on by. Now, let's say you got something from last season that you, you don't need anymore. Maybe you've got some gear that uh, your son or your daughter uh, isn't going to be using uh, again. Well, if you, you bring that with you down to Second String, um, you can get a credit towards your next purchase and then find, you know, whatever the new stuff is that you need for the new season that's coming. So you can check out what Second String has to offer at their store that's just outside of Waynesboro, it's 2627 Stewart's Draft Highway. Or you can visit their website right now. That's secondstringsports.com, second with a two. Um, I, I know the, f- the folks behind them, and they're good people, so give them a look. Uh, first string quality, first string service, second string sports. Our thanks again to them for their support of this show and all of CavsCorner.com. All right, so Virginia comes off the bye. Uh, comes back into action the following uh, Friday night at Miami, ESPN, 8 p.m. It's an interesting wrinkle, right, that you go to Notre Dame, you get a week, and then you go to Miami in a game that's going to be nationally televised and a night game. Um, it will be at least the fourth time Virginia will play a night game. I'm <laughs> guessing at this point oh, there's no chance that Old Dominion is going to be a night game, but, you know, never know. Um, as I look at Miami – I don't have similar sort of Florida State doubts about Miami, but I do have some doubts about Miami in the sense that, like, I doubt I know enough right now that my percentage is going to be wildly up or down, right? I just kind of feel like that Miami team has a lot more talent than that Florida State team does. I'm just not entirely sure what they're going to do with it this year. I, I, I don't. I don't have any like doubt that that they'll get it right, but by this point in the season, they they should a little bit. I like Virginia coming off a bye. I like everything but them having to go to Miami, and I say that because is any if I don't know, you, need, you guys never been to that specific uh, game. That place has a weird vibe. Um, yeah, I've been to the stadium a bunch of times. No, no, but I mean for, for I mean for, to watch Miami play, like like the yeah. Hurricanes, not not the Dolphins or anybody. It else. seemed like the last time UVA went down there, they had a pretty good thing going because they were like number two. Yeah, exactly. And then like it, and then Virginia came out, smacked them in the mouth, and next thing you know, I mean, it, the energy in that building. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the party atmosphere or what. It it feels different in that place than any other stop that that I've that I that I go to on the reg, like. It just, I don't know, there's something weird about it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because a lot of those people aren't like Miami. You know, they're just like, 
you know, they're Walmart fans for lack of a better description. I don't mean that derog- in any derogatory sense. I just think that, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're people who like live around and they want to go to the game. They like Miami. Like it's not necessarily the same in a lot of other college, you know, college arenas or stadiums, what have you. Um, Ferber, let's go to you. Are, did you struggle with this one? Was this one hard for you or was this one much more cut and dry? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, mo- like I said, most of the games were at least somewhat gave me pause in one direction or another. That's a thing we're always going to have, well, at least for the foreseeable future with these preseason picks, I think, is the the elephant in the room, the Coastal's not that good. The teams aren't consistently good or bad, right, except for when UVA was bad um, and, you know, maybe when Virginia Tech was good. But the, they go up and down. They all have flaws. Um, this year there's a lot of coaching turnover. Miami is no different. Miami – has talent. They're probably the second most talented team UVA is going to play if Notre Dame is the first. Um, they they have the pieces. They're a little bit further along development-wise than where Florida State is. Uh, I think Rick, he didn't necessarily take them to where they, you know, maybe hoped that he would eventually get them, but he did have that one year that was good and got them to the Orange Bowl and at least kind of put them on better footing, I think. But the way that they played in the second half of last season didn't really inspire a lot of hope. Um Diaz, I think coming in, the transition won't be as rough because he's familiar with what's going on there. Uh, this is going to be a big game for them. They, they played Virginia Tech the week before. Uh, they, those are the two games. Like we, we will know a lot about Miami on Saturday when they play Florida, and I think that they'll probably lose that game. But if they play them close, you know, that's maybe a good sign. And if they get blown out, you know, that could tell us a lot too. But I think that Virginia Tech, Virginia stretch, both games in uh, Miami Gardens, I guess, not Coral Gables. Um, those two games could decide the Coastal, really. I mean, if Miami wins both of those games, they're going to be in a great spot. If they lose them both, they might be out of the race altogether. If they split them, then, then it could be chaos like last year. I think the quarterback thing is going to go a long way towards figuring out what you know, determining what this Miami team is, because I think that they have the pieces other than that, especially on the defense. I think the defense is going to be really good. Uh, they have guys up front. They have guys in the secondary. Um, and then on offense, they have enough pieces around the quarterback position. Um, their offensive line's a little bit in flux, but, I mean, whose isn't really? It's college football people graduate. But Jaron Williams is their starter. He played a little bit last year. Obviously, they had all the Tate Martell drama, and Nikosi Perry, who started against UVA, is still there. Um, if, if he can give them something, I think they'll be pretty good. I, I think that this is a game where it's close to a toss-up. Um, I kind of like Miami just because I know what their defense is. They're going to be at home. And I kind of have a feeling that by the time this game rolls around, they'll be a little bit more aware of what they are on offense. Um, but this is a game that, I mean, I could have gone either way with it, really. So what's your, go ahead, give us your pick. Uh, 24-21 Miami. Uh, I have UVA as a 40% chance to win. Okay. Dave, let's say you. Yeah. And this is a tough one. I think having the bye is an advantage for Virginia at this point. Um, but, God, imagine in a, in a – Four, in a four-game stretch, Virginia's playing Florida State, Notre Dame, and Miami. Like, in 1995, like, 1995. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, yeah, in, like, the Bowden-Butch Davis era, that's yeah. like a stretch of games where you would just, like, not even want to watch. They would no, just get blown out three times in a row. Which is funny. Like, it gets me thinking, like, you know, our, our best season's, like, 1990, 1995. Like, these teams were there. So, it, it's a chance for Virginia to kind of emerge. Um, 
Also, the funny thing, just one more thing, the yeah. other team in that four-game stretch, if you told nine, 1995 Dave that Old Dominion <laughs> had a football team, that might be the most confusing part of this entire thing. That's yeah. so true. Uh, where is that? Um, now, I mean, Miami, I don't know. I don't know what to make up. Like, look, I mean, the reason they struggled last year was their offense. More, you know, Their defense was lights out. Um, and so now, you, now you've got a defensive head coach. So, I mean – uh, it, it just—I don't know what to make of Miami. So, um, look, I, their defense is going to be really, really good, no doubt about it. Uh, it's just how good can their offense be, especially with a freshman? And at this point in the year, is he still starting? Because I, I think they lose to Florida, and they've got Virginia Tech the week—you know—the week before. So they could have have two losses already, and then you start getting some pressure. And Lord knows, like you know, less drama, more work isn't a motto down that way. Um, so. <laughs> Like, what happens? We're bringing the swag back. Yeah. I mean, look, being at home, I think, helps them. But, look, Miami, it's a place Virginia has won in the past. Um, this this exact team, you know, built a lot of what they did last season off that night in Charlottesville with them. So I think our team will be very confident coming into this game. Um, honestly, I feel better about picking Virginia to win this one than I do Pitt. Um, so maybe I'm an idiot. But I've got Virginia winning at 20-14. to 14. Um, I don't know how they're going to win it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I Virginia won in 2014. I'll give like, I mean, I'm going to say like 51% chance they win this game. <laughs> like, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I just have a feeling like at that point in the year. Yeah. I just don't think Miami, my, I just don't trust Miami. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, and it's, it's like the opposite of Pitt, where it's like Pitt has all this baggage. Right. Yeah. Like, you give Pitt uh, the benefit of the doubt. Them. Right. In this game, it's like you don't give them the benefit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Know. Uh, I've got Virginia win at 28-18, 55% chance. Um, I, that margin, 10, it feels about right. But, man, I, I like I said, I, I'm still a little bit unsure. I just don't think – I still think the Virginia as, as, as currently constructed is better than that. Um, all right, so the next week, October the 19th, they get an extra day to prepare for the Duke Blue Devils. They get them uh, in, at home. Um, unfortunately, the gift that has always been – has always kept giving to the Cavaliers when it came to playing the Blue Devils uh, is no longer um, <laughs> under the tutelage of of, <laughs> of Coach Cutcliffe. Uh, he's now playing in the NFL as a. Ha, ha, it still blows my mind that he was picked as high as he was. But anyway, no Daniel Jones for Duke. Um, Ferber's point earlier about how the Coastal is just a massive question mark is so true when you get to this stretch because. You get Duke, you get Louisville, you get Carolina, and Georgia Tech. All right. Now, granted, three of those four have changed coaches. Uh, Duke didn't, but they changed quarterbacks. And for all intents and purposes, like, I, I don't know what Duke is without Daniel Jones. Now, they're not untalented. If that's a, that's not a word, I don't know. They don't lack talent. Right. Defensively, I think Duke was is going to have a lot of their a lot of a lot of good pieces. Um, guys that, frankly, I think it, it, this one will be a low scoring game because of it. Um, but in terms of who these next four teams are going to be this season, uh, I mean, Grand Louisville not in the coastal per se, but like just in general, you know, it feels like it because they're you know the cross uh, division rivals. It, this the, this stretch of the schedule, legitimately, Virginia could go four and zero, and and that's a very realistic thing. And at the same time, you could look at it and go, there's definitely at least a loss or two in here because this is the craziness that is the coastal. That is sometimes Virginia football, Dave. When you started looking at at Duke, what what did you what did you come up with, and and what was your pick? 
like I don't, I don't want to feel like I need to talk about Duke a lot. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Um, look, look, Cutcliffe, he's done some amazing things at Duke with, with what he has. But to be honest, like he's winning with the same amount of talent that Broncos winning with. If you look at a recruiting ranking standpoint, so um, I just, you know, Jandrew Jones was so instrumental in what they did. I, I don't think quarterbacks going to be as good this year. The defense is going to be pretty solid. Um, but look, that's not what Cutcliffe's calling card is. I, I mean, I'd, I, I just don't think they're going to be that great. I've got Virginia winning this one pretty easily, actually, 42 to 24. And okay. wish I had some more profound stuff to say. No, um, I like, I like brevity. Me. Brevity's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one interesting thing I will say on this is there is a potential that Virginia could be to 0-3 in the ACC at this point and not have lost to a bad team. Um, and then, then the dynamic changes, but it, you know, and also not be that badly positioned when you look at the fact that you've lost two road games, um, in the coastal and, and lost, you know, a home game against a cross divisional opponent. So this, this season could be very interesting, but at this point, like I've got Virginia beating Duke and moving to a, well, I've got Virginia six and one at this point. Yeah, you do. Life's good. <laughs> Bowling. What's your, what's your percentage? Um, 75. Okay. Uh, Ferber, what's your what's your, your thought and your pick? Yeah, uh, I kind of agree with Dave. I just don't see it this year from them. Uh, you know, David Cutcliffe finds a way to scratch out wins when, when you don't think they're going to be very good. I kind of think that Quentin Harris, a quarterback, will kind of be, I don't know if you guys remember, like when they had like Brandon Kinnett and those guys where they had a lot of yeah. like wildcat quarterback almost sort of yeah. situations. Or oh, who was the guy before – uh, Boone. Yeah. Yeah. Before Daniel Jones. Um, like, you know, they were, they were competent, but I, I, also their schedule is not great. And they have to play Alabama and Notre Dame. That's just like two. And those, those aren't just two losses. Those are two losses where you could get, come out like beat up and like in bad shape. Um, I, I don't see it, especially in Charlottesville. I, I don't think that a lot of people will read into the Broncos three and zero against against uh, David Cutcliffe, I don't necessarily think that's a huge factor in my pick. Um, I just don't really think that Duke's going to – what's their identity going to be this year? Right. I think that they're going to try to win a lot of games ugly, kind of like Pitt. Um, so I'm going to go UVA 34-17, and I'm going to give them a 75% chance. I also think, you know, with the way that my schedule is broken down, they're 3-3 three and three and really need to get things going because – um, you know, like the, the preseason expectations were to, to lose like three or four games at the most or, or whatever. A lot of people think that. So I think that at this point, they're going to be pretty desperate and hungry to, to get a, a good stretch of wins going. Right. I've got Virginia winning it uh, 37 to 20, 80 percent chance. I'm, I very much agree with both of you gentlemen. All right. Here you Louisville's going to be my wild card. All right. I, I don't know what it is, but every time I looked at this thing, I, 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 I felt queasy about it. And. Somebody's going to have to explain to me why that is because I can't figure it out. But like when every time I go through it, this is the game, October 26th, TBA, TV, TV, um, TBA on the, on the um, network. At Louisville, I don't know why, man, but like it just, I don't know. It just feels, feels bad. Um, I, I like what this, I, I've always thought that Louisville had more talent than what they were showing on the field. And look, this is a game, you know, a team, you know, Virginia beat. Uh, what twenty seven to three last year? Um, in a game that probably wasn't quite that close. Uh, but sometimes changing of scenery, change of energy, change of direction, 
can have a big impact. This is a game that if it was earlier in the season, if they were opening with Louisville, man, I would have. I, I feel like I would have picked Virginia and, and not even looked twice. But I feel like by this point in the season, you know, that staff coming from from I, I just I, I don't know, man. I just struggle with this one. What what did you think, Farber, as you broke it down? Yeah, I think they're going to be really bad. <laughs> like, I just don't see it. I think their defense is going to be atrocious. Um, their quarterback situation, I don't really like either of those guys. Like, I agree with you. I think that they're better talent-wise than what they were record-wise. But um, I just – that team was a mess last year. And I think that the culture change is going to be good for them in the long right, run. Right, right, Maybe quickly, like next year I can see them being good. But I think this year will be a lot similar. I, I was explaining this to somebody the other day. I think this year for them is going to be like UVA's 2016, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, huge culture shift, building blocks, but the results don't show up. And they're going to be – I think you're going to see a lot of mistakes from them, maybe like a lot of turnovers, a lot of like defensive assignment mistakes. And I think that's the kind of team that UVA would exploit. What's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go 35-16. Uh, 80% chance uh, being on the road. I mean, UVA's never won out there. So, I mean, uh, that kind of stuff gives me pause, but I think if UVA can kind of put them in a tough spot, I don't think that they're built to, to rally. So I think if UVA can get on them early, they'll have a really good chance yeah. to, to kind of get away from them. I think, I think of Louisville, the way you guys seem to think about like Florida state, Miami, like I, I, I don't know. I look at Florida state, Miami and see dudes that don't know what they're doing. And staffs that are largely um, built around hype a little bit more, right? This staff, I don't think, is like that. And maybe I'm going to be wrong, and maybe they're going to be trash. But I've got I've got Virginia losing at 28-27, but I'm going to give the Cavaliers a seventy percent chance of winning it. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's the way I hedged, and that's the way I did it. Dave, uh, what <laughs> what what's your pick? You got Virginia losing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, look. I, look, look. Uh, Louisville's got talent, but they were two and ten last year, right? And their problem wasn't offense. Their offense wasn't good, but their defense was worse. So now now they got Scott Satterfield on there who is more of an offensive guy than a defensive guy. And good lord, like Petrino. <laughs> he scored place of Petrino. Let's let's <laughs> say there's some there's some um there's some pillars that need to be built in that in that culture, right? Um I, I don't expect Louisville like I'm sure Louisville will pop up and be competitive in a game we don't expect them to, just because that's the way college football is. But um, you know they're also going to be coming off the Clem- they're going to play Clemson the week before they play Virginia. Uh, like at, at that point, I see probably four or five losses on their schedule leading up to that. They got Notre Dame and Clemson, so there's there's two guaranteed, and they've got some teams that should beat them before they play us too. So you know what do they have? Who's playing quarterback at that point? Um, Look, I, I don't think Virginia's going to blow them out because, you know, at this point, Virginia's played a pretty tough schedule as well. But I've got Virginia winning this one 20 to 14. And I'll put my confidence level around 70% um, that they'll win it. I just, you know. What was the first game? 20 to yeah, 14? Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think Satterfield's going to turn that into something. I think he's a good coach. But to expect him to do it year one, uh, yeah. I think is a little See, much. See, I think for me, I don't know, man. I, this is this is the most Virginia thing ever, right? So I picked him at this point. Oh, six and one Going to Louisville. Uh, looks like they got you know an easy win, and then come home. Excuse me, then go to Carolina for you know what should be an easy win, and then you know get. I 
but it just that just I don't know I that that scenario played out in my head yeah. too much. I to me, Carolina is like infinitely more talented than Louisville. Yeah, but right. well, I think I think just to quickly hit on what Brad said, I think the most Virginia thing ever. I think what this team needs to do to be what we think they can be is do what the basketball team did in that the most Virginia thing ever for UVA basketball became wins that were closer than you expected them to be, like. Like the Louisville game on the in basketball on the road, it was like they got behind by ten, and it's like, okay, what are they doing? And then they win. So I think the football team needs to find a way to, if they're gonna make the next level, you got to start like, if you play bad, you still win. If that does that make sense? Like instead of yeah, like yeah, falling flat and losing, like you you find a way to scratch out a win where you might not have played your best. Right. Um, all right. Next week at Carolina, going to Chapel Hill, Keenan Stadium has turf. I don't even know what to do with that. November the second, uh, time and TV TBA. I look. I and maybe I'm backwards, man. I'm I'm really not sure what. I mean, like I feel like Carolina has more talent. Um, I, I think maybe they have a more capable staff now. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of their quarterback situation. Um, and I'm not really sure, like in terms of the way that these two teams match up. I, I, I don't know. I, I just look at this and feel like this is a Virginia win, and it didn't. It, it was not one that was hard for me to pick. Virginia won this game. Excuse me, won, beat Carolina at home, thirty-one uh, twenty-one. Um, last game uh, for the Cavalier football program on Raycom, unfortunately. Um, I, I've got Virginia winning and, and, and winning it uh, pretty easily, especially you know considering in my previous pick in this reality that I've designed for myself. They have gone to Louisville and lost by a point. Um, in a game that they had a 70% chance of winning because somehow that happened. Uh, give me the Cavaliers 34 to 21. Um, I think, I think Carolina has more talent than most people think, probably me included, but I still think Virginia wins it. Give me a 75% chance to win. Uh, Ferber, let's go to you. Give me some thoughts on Carolina and then give me your pick. Yeah. I, I think Carolina has been a trendy, trendy pick for a lot of people this year. I don't really see it. Uh, big picture. I think in micro level, like this game, I think it's a lot more risk adverse. Like I think it's riskier for UVA than some of the other ones just because it's on the road. They're going to be trying to do like kind of what Louisville is going to be trying to do, which is, you know, turn around a program and, and change a culture. North Carolina's culture wasn't a problem until, you know, the last two seasons. And the first season where they were bad was really injuries. I mean, they got destroyed True. by injuries. True. So I'm not exactly sure that this coaching staff is like better equipped than the previous one. I think that they, it was just time for a change. Um, I think being at home that helps, uh, you know, they, you're right about the quarterback situation. Um, it looks like freshman Sam Howell is going to start. Uh, he, he seems to be ahead based on reports. He was originally committed to Florida state, if you remember. Um, but <laughs> A long time ago, but um, but yeah, I mean, if that's the guy that Mac wants to try it out there, and, and maybe maybe he maybe he is trans, you know, transcendent talent. But I think they're gonna kind of take their lumps. They do have some talent at the skill positions, like uh, Daz Newsom. I think is a guy that can give people problems. But um, I think this is maybe the danger zone for UVA in this stretch of winnable games. Um, I have them winning thirty-one twenty-four. I give them a 60% chance. Um, but I think that this is a game that it could be like North Carolina is driving on them to tie the game or win it late, uh, or UVA has to score late to win. Uh, and, and kind of a game where UVA fans are saying, like, what's going on? Why is this game as close as it is? Or what are we doing? 
Um, and I think that they'll pull it out because I think they're just better uh, and, and further along. But I think North Carolina could – if you look at their schedule, they could be 0-5 to start the season. They play South Carolina, Miami, App State, Clemson, Wake Forest. Like, that is brutal. Um, but they, I think that they could end up being better than their record shows this year. But I think their record will still be like 4-8. and eight. All right, Dave. Give me some yeah. thoughts. Give me some picks. I don't know what to think of Carolina. Um, I mean, Mac Brown's returning, you know, where he won the national championship at Carolina, according to all the pictures I see on Twitter. Yeah. First of all, how, why does he have the trophy at Carolina? Did Texas not keep it? Or is that is that a duplicate? He it's has? definitely some kind of replica that he got. Which means he probably paid for it. Or <laughs> No, anyway. just yeah. Anyway, that's a weird situation. It reminds me a little bit of the Herm Edwards situation in Arizona State. Look, it's brought a lot of energy to the, you know, to the Carolina, and they're recruiting like in – you know, they're recruiting like crazy. Um, the fact that it hasn't become a major topic on our board, maybe I'll instigate it now because I've been talking about that off air for, for weeks. Like they're recruiting very well, but you know, their defense was terrible last year. Um, their offense wasn't that bad. You know, they, they just couldn't keep people from scoring. Um, but I, I just don't know what to make of everything that's going on there. Um, I felt like last year there were a team who kind of just lacked um, cohesion. Like there was no common purpose there. There was a bunch of dudes just doing them, doing themselves. And I, I feel I don't know that the way – Mac Brown was a good coach. And, and they'll be up for this game because Virginia was a major rival when Mac Brown was at Carolina before. And you know, to many people, it's still a huge rivalry, myself included. Um, so I do expect them to be up for the game. But I don't like Justin was saying. I don't know what they're going to be at this point in the year. Um, you know, they they could potentially be like two and six, two and seven, whatever it is. Um, so how much is left to give? And when you have a coaching staff, kind of what I'm getting from the outside, what I can feel, it feels like Max kind of taking a CEO role, right, and let letting the individual coaches coach their positions and kind of do their thing. Yeah, and he just he got some kind good of recruiters. Over. I mean, I mean, good. Oh, he did. No Sorry. doubt about good it. Good coordinators. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he did. He did. Um, and all that works great when things are going well. But I mean, I th- I think one and four is probably a good start for them. Um, well, two and three would be really good, but one and four would. Yeah, would still I mean, be if they're not 0-5, that's, that's kind of a victory in itself. I think yeah. if they can scratch out two wins, then I, I might be a little bit – I might be wrong about them. Yeah, which – and then you start getting into the the dynamics, right? Like what happens when, when you've got an offensive coordinator who's kind of run the offense and defense coordinator who's kind of run the defense and an and older guy kind of removed from the game over top of it all. I think then you start seeing some issues. So I, I, I think Carolina has potential – like this experiment has the potential to work, um, but I wouldn't bet any money on it. Um, and because it's a robbery game, like you know, I don't feel super confident about it. But I've got Virginia winning twenty-seven to ten, um, with like sixty-five percent chance of, of winning. But and that's that's as much to do with the fact that, like, if Carolina is doing well, I think they can put up a fight. But I think Virginia. Carolina is going to be kind of bad and they're going to be answering a lot of questions and it's going to be a look, a lot of like looking to what they could be next year. And that doesn't sit well with, with players. So I think Virginia wins it by a couple, a couple scores. How many, give me how the, many wait, years pause. You... Give me the number, give me the number again, 27 to 10. All right. And your probability was 65, 65. Okay. 
Uh, real quick before Ferber goes, uh, thirty-four twenty-one for me, thirty-five fifty. Wait, what is that? 85. I know. I think I said 85, but I can't read my own writing. And then I'm realizing <laughs> that I said that before. Okay, Ferber, you go, and then we'll, we'll talk to him. I was going to say, how many years do you think Mac Brown is the coach in North Carolina? Three. I, don't I was going to say it's definitely three. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be there very long. All right. But I think the problem, the hope is that he just sets it up for the next guy. Whether yeah, they no. win a lot with him or not, it's like the next guy can come in and there's a good Which team. is not necessarily a terrible spot because, you know, he's he's yeah. loved by the alums and everything. Look, yeah, and I don't think he really leaves in three years. I think he just moves into a role in the AD department. Yeah, he yeah. just becomes so, like an administrator. Or yeah. So you can still recruit. I'll be here, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Georgia Tech comes to Charlottesville November the 9th. This is Virginia's uh, quote-unquote last game um, before the the bye, which will basically make the last two games like a mini season in a way, if you think about it. It's weird to have a bye that late in the year, but Virginia obviously going to get one. Time, TV, both TBA at this point. Um I tell you what, I don't. I saw somebody say this, and I'm gonna. I'm, I don't remember who said it, but um, I, I. So I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna give anybody credit for it, but I'm just gonna say that. Um, I, I didn't think this originally, but I do agree with it. That Collins has done more for. More for like in 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 such a, in such a short amount of time, right? Not just like the actual program and how they're recruiting and where they're going and the thing, but like just the feel around a team. And look, I, I think Paul Johnson is, even though I don't, I didn't necessarily like covering games with his teams. Like, I think he was good for the game in the sense of like you don't have to be this or that. That being said, holy crap, that's a very different animal now. Um, and they're going to take some lumps this year because that roster has to, obviously, when you when you change schemes and systems the way that this program has to, uh, it's going to be different. That being said. I feel like they're going to that, that he's a good pick for them and I feel like they're going to be in a good spot in a in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be this year. Uh so I'm going to go ahead and give my pick and then let you guys talk about him. 35 excuse me to 23. Um I think Virginia wins it. Uh but I I think that there's an outside chance because this team is I, I think that George Tech team actually has some talent and I think they did a pretty good job with that class. Um so give me I'm still going to say 65% chance for Virginia to win it. How, what do you guys think of, uh, of of the Jackets, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Colin's done a lot, um, you know, but but I think it's because you're comparing him to Paul Johnson. So it's kind of like saying, you know, we've seen we've seen a more outgoing coach come in. That doesn't always equate to wins, right? Um, it just it makes it more fun for the offseason. So, look, it, you can, going from the triple option to what they're trying to run with the uh, – you know, with the hurry up spread like that, that's a big deal. Um, and their defense wasn't that great this last year, and now their their defense is potentially going to be on the field a lot more often. Um, I, I just don't know how it looked. Their, their recruiting class that came in wasn't that great. Um, they don't have any dynamic stars. And at this point in the year, maybe they've figured out a little bit. My guess is they probably won't be going the tempo they were at the beginning of the year by this time of the season, just because you know it, it sounds good and well to to do what you're going to do because that's what you do. But you start losing every week and you start rethinking things. Um, but you know, at this point, I've also got Virginia with one loss with Georgia Tech coming to town, and we're starting to talk like 1990, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to pay attention. The second to that part time I brought right it up, um, but yeah. I mean, I just don't think Georgia Tech's going to be very good. I've actually, you know, behind behind William Mary, ODU, and 
in the next game we're going to talk about, this will be the most confident game I have for the entire season. Um, like, I think Collins could be pretty good at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a sleeping giant, no doubt about it. I mean, the talent around Atlanta and is pretty huge. So I think Virginia handles this one 38-21, uh, to 21, um, and I'll give them like an 85% chance of winning this game, despite the bugaboo of 1990. <laughs> I like how you hemmed and hawed and then picked them to win by two scores. And well, it's just I'm an, old, I'm an old head, man. So. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ferber. Finish Scott Sisson's not walking through that door. <laughs> I can't even say the name. Yeah. Um, also, this is just a random aside. How is the Coastal Division not just called the Sleeping Giants Division? <laughs> it's Miami, Georgia Tech, North Carolina gets called a Sleeping Giant more than anyone. UVA I've seen called a Sleeping Giant. Um, Pitt is in a major city. As it could have just been the Sleeping Giant comments. Um, you mean Virginia Tech is is kind of asleep now. <laughs> like. Um, Anyway, Georgia Tech, yeah, I think this is kind of year zero for them. Like, I know that's a cliche, but this is going to be about, like, installing the schemes and, and trying to do the best you can. Uh, I think Collins is trying to put on a brave face and, you know, make it seem like they're going to be as competitive as they can be. But the, did the, the AD re- tell him he wasn't going to win more than one conference game? <laughs> well, it's not the same AD anymore, so I don't know, but – that was a. Well, that's I mean, a. We're gonna, we're gonna. I think we're gonna. The thing is, like the uh, the preseason awesomeness disease that I'm sure a lot of Georgia Tech people, because I'm sure they're sitting there now on their preseason prediction podcast saying, like, you know, I think you know this team they could scratch out a few wins, like you know here and there. The option was holding us back, and then they're gonna play Clemson next Thursday. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, yeah. For the record, well, that was a Josh. For throwing, the folks out there, that was a Josh the ball out of bounds every every series. Um, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of growing pains. I think, but the interesting thing to me is I don't know what they're going to do with their offensive line because the offensive linemen they recruited before they were always smaller, especially the tackles, because they had to get out in space and cut people and all that stuff. I don't know how those guys are going to block in a more traditional scheme, but um, I'm not I'm not all the way up to date on on how they you know how they're going to align that this year, like if they have new pieces or what. But I think UVA wins this game pretty comfortably, uh, 28-14 in a cold weather kind of late season game, um, uh, 80% chance to win. I think it's a pretty comfortable win, but Georgia Tech kind of maybe not the worst game that they play all year, but you know starting with Clemson, ending with Georgia, I think it's going to be a lot of ugly in between that for them. So they go into after the Georgia Tech game. Um, obviously, they're finishing out the season with this three-game homestand. They get uh, a week off, and then they come back for the little mini-season. They start that November the 23rd against Liberty. We're like an hour and some odd change into this, so let's kind of push this one because we're obviously going to talk a lot about the last one. Um, he, I, I'm not I, I'm not under any delusion that Virginia's not going to roll in this game. The question is just going to be uh, the, the margin. Uh, give me Virginia uh, to win it 53-21. to 20. One and give me a ninety percent chance of victory in that game. Uh, Ferber, let's go to you. What's your what's your pick? Unless, I mean, I, unless you really think we need to talk about Liberty, but no, I have forty two twenty one. Actually, ninety percent chance to win. I do think they're going to be better than ODU, though. I think that they'll be scrappy, right. kind of like last year. But and, I mean, you, it's there's a big gap there. Do we so. know what's going on with Hugh Freeze now? I mean, is he is he okay? Like, because he was in, still the in the hospital. He's still in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. About a, about a half a mile away from the uh, Hugh Center. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Dave, what's your pick? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, Virginia, t- 42 to 24. Um, yeah. <laughs> 90. Don't really. Um, 
anything profound. I'll say percentage-wise, uh, 90%. 90%. Okay. Yep. So, at this point in the season, Dave, do you have them at – where do you, where do you have them right now? Ten and one. <laughs> ten and one. I'm pretty sure I do, too. I'd like to go back and amend – uh, God, what game would I even give them? I guess you got two losses. I do. Yeah, Louisville and 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 Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's better. They, they, I was getting ready to say like maybe I should give them Miami back, but no, I'm not. Okay. All right. Listen to me. Um, what happened to Tech last year? The fact that Virginia didn't beat them is 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 cosmically com- is cosmically comical. Like it's just. It's the most Virginia. That's actually the most Virginia thing ever. All right. I do think Tech will be better in some respects. I do think they were banged up in a variety of spots. Obviously, there was like some crazy cancer going through that locker room that seems to have been cleaved. I don't know, though, if you can put the toothpaste back in the tube. And what I mean by that is, can you have a team that basically like flames out? In front of the world. Now, granted, they did keep their bowl streak alive and blah, blah, blah. But like, for all intents and purposes, like, they flamed out. Can you put that back together without some substantive changes? I've said on this program many, many moons ago that when they decided to do this, like, move past Frank Beamer thing, but then not move past Frank Beamer's program thing and this whole weird conglomeration that was somehow constructed, I never thought it would work. Uh, I'm I'm still a very much a proponent of it is not going to work. Um, and I think everything you saw last year is part of part and parcel of that. That being said, this is going to be an interesting game because obviously being in Charlottesville um, in a game, I guess I should mention, that is on Black Friday, November the 29th, uh, will be televised by ABC or ESPN. Time is TBA. Um, 8 p.m. Oh, has it already been updated since they since they? No, nah, I'm just telling you. Now. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Ferber the savant has has, has spoken. Not a hundred percent chance, but if if I was a betting man, if you had if he had his own podcast called the the eight two nine or whatever it was, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was a really good. You didn't you didn't really it's take a, it's the It's a clever much. idea. I just I don't know if we have a listener base for that. You'd be amazed at what people will listen to on podcasts. Yeah. We'll have to talk to our friends at Florian. We're like we're like at an hour and twenty five or whatever it is into this. So <laughs> trust me, people will listen to stuff. All right, I I think Virginia wins here. Um, I think that at this point in the streak, picking them to lose is kind of dumb because eventually it's going to happen, so you might as well be right when it does. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Dave, let's start with you. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we should start with Ferber because we know what Dave's going to say. Um, Dave's going to go on like a soliloquy <laughs> No, we should. We should. Uh, we should. Somebody should find the, yeah, uh, go to Ferber. <laughs> the wrap it up box from the Dave Chappelle show. Um, okay. Ferber, what do you, what oh, do you yeah. think about this match and, and, and match up and then give us your pick? I think you pretty much nailed it with the, I think they'll be better this year, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the problems are gone. Uh, I think that there's something wrong there. Like, I feel like if um, if somebody told Bronco that they didn't like the uniforms and that was like a reason that they weren't working hard or not talking to each other, I think his head would explode. Like, I don't know how he would possibly handle that situation. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it was a weird thing last year, I think. But again, I thought that I think, you know, a lot gets made of the end of game situation there. And I think that that's certainly something to remember um, about that game. But I think that the thing that gets lost, and I thought about it today when I was making my picks, UVA got out executed in that game. Like, they were so bad in the first half. They couldn't get anything going. Like, they got a punt blocks. They just could they didn't score. 
Um, I know they got a bad call against them, you know, with a fumble early in the in the half. But I mean, Tavares Kelly drops a wide open pass, like would have been a touchdown. Like they just didn't execute and and came out tentative. Um, and and Tech made a few plays down the stretch, including the ones that included luck um, to get the win. This year, I think they'll be better. Uh, I think UVA is a better in a better place than them right now because I feel a lot better about the quarterback situation at UVA. Um, I think Tech has a lot of skill talent at, at wide receiver. Uh, the defense should be better. I think with guys coming back after having so many injuries and, and some of those guys played more last year, so I think that experience will help. Their schedule is super soft. I think the floor for them is probably like seven and five, um, barring some crazy injury situation. Um, so I think that it kind of gives uh, Justin Fuente kind of a stay of execution for another year. But if they lose to UVA, I think the pressure will be a little bit more on, especially with breaking in a new defensive coordinator in 2020. So um, I think this game is a game that Tech can win for sure. I mean, obviously they've done it 15 times in a row, but I think that they'll be closer to where UVA is this year than a lot of people probably think now. But I think UVA is still the better team there at home. And I think what happened last year will really – have i'm not a big believer in like the whole you know you got to say you're going to beat tech before you beat like i think that's all just stuff that people do and eventually it doesn't have the meaning anymore but um i think that what happened on the field last year will not be forgotten um and i think that uva will find a way to get it done uh this is more of a head pick than a heart pick i think that uva is just the better team and at home i'm gonna pick them and obviously i have them on a five game winning streak right now so i'm gonna go 28 24 uva in a in a game pretty similar to last year uh, where uva just makes a few more plays i think it's a 50 50 game a 50 percent chance i say wait say that one more time my pin wasn't up say again. 28 24 who's 50 mm-hmm. percent chance all right i'm gonna go ahead and give my pick so dave can give his uh, or I guess his soliloquy and then his and then his pick. I've got the who's winning 33-28. Give me a 75% chance to win. All right, Dave, take us home. Uh, what game are we talking about? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I mean, look, this game cost me many years because I'll never pick Virginia Tech to win it. Um, luckily, we have the percentage thing this year, so I could pick Virginia to win it and then, and then hedge, right? Um, it's what year is it? 2019. We won yes. a we won a basketball championship this year, did we not? Yeah. The University of Virginia was chartered 200 years ago. It's bicentennial year. <laughs> uh, number supernatural. Yes. Yeah. Number three is a quarterback. Number three was a pretty big player who was sit on the sideline the last time Virginia made a huge comeback against Virginia Tech. We're going to have a 21 in the backfield again who has some success against Tech. Like everything is coming up orange and blue. Um, Virginia wins 24-21 <laughs> the most important thing though Wait, is what's your percentage Wait, what's the... uh, 100% wow is it, we, got the, we, we made it to the very last pick before somebody gave 100% look at you Virginia yeah, what were you going to say Dave 20, 20, I was going to say not to mention I missed the whole like White Claw is hot which is basically Zima in a can thanks <laughs> Andrew Frieden for that point yeah. um, like it, it this year is coming up UVA. Um, Bud Foster, good Lord knows you tormented us for 15 years, but we're, you're going to give us a nice going away present with a 24 to 21 Virginia victory. <sighs> so, 
at the end of the and day, we celebrate. We have the longest podcast in the history of the <laughs> Yeah, because they're getting ready to go to the ACC tournament. I mean, excuse me, ACC yeah. championship. So we gotta we gotta get right. They're right. Well, in day, we're in day scenario, we'll be we'll be watching and we'll be tuning in every Tuesday night to see if they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that I would think, be fun. I got Virginia ten and one going into that game. They'll be ranked top five probably. So wait, right? hold on, Dave. Do you have it? Do you have it written down? You got eleven and one. What's your what's their ACC mark? Undefeated. Eight and oh. Undefeated. <laughs> Wow. Undefeated in the ACC. All right, Ferber, what do you have? I have nine and three, six and two. And what do I have? And you have ten and two, ten seven. and two, seven and one. Oh my god. I feel really good about nine and three. I don't I know feel how really they're good about nine and three. <laughs> I don't I don't know how they're gonna get there, but that's how I think that and that's kind of why I picked the loss up to Florida State. I just feel like there's gonna be a weird one in there somewhere, maybe one that we look back and say they shouldn't have lost it. Um and I just I feel good about that record. It just seems right to me. And I think that would be a good season, especially if you win the last six, including Virginia Tech. And in my scenario, you probably win the Coastal. Um, but I'll I be mean, yeah, when I sat down to go through the list, nine and three is kind of the number I had in my head. Um, but the toss-up games for me, like I can, like I'm always going to be an optimist, so I'm going to be wrong and it's going to be fine. But um, like the toss-up games for me, just there, there's something I can see, um, and it's a lot of faith now. You know, all it takes is one bad day, and we're, we can all be wrong. But um, <laughs> what did you say earlier? I mean, they could be, be out of the coastal division race on September fifteenth. Like, oh, no I mean, doubt. not out, out, but like close to out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, if they're starting zero and two in the ACC, it's hard to see them winning, having the shot to win yeah. the coastal for sure. Um, but if they start two and zero, they're almost guaranteed to be in it to the end because, like, they're gonna have. I mean, unless they collapse, like the that Duke, Louisville, North Carolina, and Georgia Tech stretch, I don't see them losing more than one of those. Yeah, and this season has a weird. The schedule's a weird dynamic because we we've seen Virginia kind of fade during the stretch, right? And this schedule's kind of set up. Yeah. The well, usually, I mean, historically, November has been brutal. Yeah. It's like yeah. October you have your lean part of the schedule, and then like Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech every November, and like a good North Carolina team, and another ACC game, and then all of a sudden you're like one and three in November. And yeah, turns out scheduling Liberty in November will help. Yeah, there's <laughs> a reason I, SEC teams do that. What I find yeah. interesting too is I was looking at the schedule earlier. So they get those three games at home plus a bye week to end the season, right? But they get to, they got to yeah. go on the road four or five in the middle of the season. Uh, it's going to be a long time, really. You know what I'm saying? Between September 21st and November 9th, the whole season is going to be decided, and people are going to come to Scott Stadium once in that whole stretch from September 21st to the 9th of November. That's crazy. Yeah, the attendance in November will be greatly affected by the performance. <laughs> what the in record October. is? Yeah, true that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure we will get into some of this, uh, no doubt, um, next week as we get into uh, game actual game week content. Thank God, um, the long the long wait is almost over. Um, but I don't know. I, I I like the percentage addition this year. I think that was fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the longest one we've ever done. Um, I mean, normally we go most ahead. combined wins for sure. <laughs> for, yeah. Um, also, don't gamble on any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that's the disclaimer. Um, so yeah, I'm um, I'm excited to see where this all, <laughs> where it all goes. If if they really, I do pick Virginia to lose to Clemson in the championship. Is, okay, well, so, well, eleven we, and two. Well, we okay. we'll, we'll worry about that if if it may, if it happens. Um, wow, if, Dave, such a Debbie Downer. I know, right? Gosh, Dave. If you are someone out there who has found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it is that you get your shows. 
Uh, give us a rating review. Always helps to get us out in front of more people. Algorithms um, are kind of a big deal. If you're somebody who has found the pod but has not given us a look at the site, check us out, capscorner.com. Obviously, we were. Um, I was just in Charlottesville um, as I record this last night um, covering the final quote-unquote open practice. So we got some audio in the feed of Bronco Mendenhall. Um, had a video up on the site of Joe Reed, uh, Dave's favorite player, uh, today talking about, you know, kind of being excited about, you know, getting to the end of his um, – uh, his his final training camp um, tomorrow. As you listen to this in the afternoon, looks like we'll have um, whether it's uh, I don't know if I haven't decided yet if it's going to be Noah Taylor or if it's going to be Mandy Alonzo. But then Ferber's going to write something on Charles Snowden, um, and then obviously Monday afternoon we'll be in Charlottesville for um, game week game press conferences. Week. Thank God. Um, now, remember, also hit that Fanatics link. It's in your podcast app of choice right now, as well as uh, in the content item um, for this uh, show. Anything that you buy, if you hit that link first, doesn't have to be UVA, but whatever you get from Fanatics helps to support the site. And again, I want to say thank you again to uh, Thorium Wealth for their sponsorship and support of Cavs Corner this football season. You, again, you can visit them at thoriumwealth.com um, or click the link in your podcast app right now and uh, go check them out. So, again, I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show. I want to thank Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time. As always, I greatly appreciate it. For David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CatsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.